Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We are excited, we are really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter two of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, A Peck of Owls. Um, First, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Submit to Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc. illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. Check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and awesome stories. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra galleons lying around? Please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes and Patroni have access to those videos. And if you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. You can find all of these links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Also, we have about a month before we head off to Dublin, Ireland, and it would be so great if you could cheering charm us whatever you can so that when we come back, we come back to less debt than we did when we went to London. Or maybe that was just me. Because I have no, I don't know. Diana, um, I don't know. That's Maybe it's just me. We also have Wizard Team merch. So if you would like to donate in a different way um, and want to get something more out of it or like tangible, I guess, you can buy Wizard Team merch. You can go to our website, um, blackgirlscreate.org, to find um, different t shirts, mugs, stickers, uh, notebooks. Like there's a bunch of stuff you can get. Um, and all that money will either be going to getting our site together or Ireland. So <laughs> it would be much appreciated if you were to do that. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do and have been supporting us but would like to support us in another way, please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever your podcasts are found. Also subscribe to our newsletter. Each week, um, Wizard Bay Deborah shares nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org to do so. And you just send us your email and then we add you to the list. Yes. And now for Wizard Team News. Listen to Cousin Black, the newest podcast at Black Girls Create. An Orphan Black After Show hosted by Brandon Jordan and Akira Davis. You can use the hashtag Cousin Black to talk about your thoughts about the final season of the show. It's also good to know that technology doesn't love Black Girls Create. It's not just Wizard Team because Cousin Black had some technology problems as well this week. Um, so it's not just us that technology never loved. Well, Maybe it's us and then everything we touch. Did technology Sealy curse us, Bayana? Is everything Probably, we touch going to crumble techno- technologically? Yeah, most likely because none of what you said. Oh, man. Got what did we do? It's because we witches and, and wizards and, you know, the, the, so. the internets and the things, they just don't work well. And now you're frozen. Oh. <laughs> this is really not working. Um, okay, um, so actual news, actual news is that there are two new ebooks coming out. Um, 
that from, like, J.K. Rowling. I'm not really sure what's going on. They're not new. Or... Are well, they, they new are new, but they're not from J.K. Rowling. So I was recently at Comic-Con, and the Starbucks at the Hilton Bayfront does this thing every Comic-Con, where they kind of transform into a new, awesome, nerdy thing. Last year, I believe, because it was, a, I think last year was the 75th anniversary of Wonder Woman. It was all DC and Wonder Woman. Um, but this year, they were like, hey, Robin has some panels. She made it. Let's celebrate by transforming into a Harry Potter Starbucks. And it was the best. Um, They have, I don't know who does their window art, but they had the Golden Trio, Voldemort and Dumbledore. Um, They had three specialty drinks. So you could get Amortensia, you could get Butterbeer, and you could get something else that I can't remember right now. Felix Felicis or something like that. Um, And it was like a special drink thing. They changed the inside. And then to top it off, they had three screens playing three different Harry Potter movies at all time. And you know that whole, if you see Harry Potter, watch Harry Potter thing? Well, that got really difficult because I was at Comic-Con and I had panels that like I had to go to because like I was on them. And then I was like, but I'm seeing Harry Potter. So how do I see Harry Potter, watch Harry Potter? But so then there's a loophole to the rule, which is if you see Harry Potter, watch Harry Potter, unless you have something else you have to do. But if you're not doing anything, then you can't, you have to. Sure. It's a rule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that seems like a pretty good rule, considering all the times Harry Potter comes on in the world yeah, at like, any given time. If, we, if there wasn't a loophole to the rule, we would just all be watching Harry Potter and not getting anything done. Which, I mean, you would get, be getting, you'd be getting Harry Potter watching done, so... There's that. I mean, I wonder how I that rule works when there when there are three different movies being played at the same time in the same place. Do you just choose one and just sit there, or do you watch them all at the same time? I mean, there was like so there were two that were like seriously really close to each other, and I was kind of watching them both and like following along pretty well. Yeah, I was like going here, going there. You know, when you like go to a sports bar and there's like multiple games on, and you're like checking in each one you don't know that you don't know that life but others might know that life the final piece of news is that there is a new harry potter ride in orlando's um, wizarding world however to build the new harry potter ride which we do not have many details about they are shutting down a dragon ride so Bayana, how do you feel about this though it did say like you'll see some of your favorite creatures some, some of our favorite creatures are dragons. So, Bayana, how you feeling? Well, I mean, I'm sad because there's no dragon rides, but I didn't even know there was a dragon ride at the Wizarding World there. I don't know what is there. It's not at the Wizarding World. It's in the regular Orlando Park, but they have to shut it down to, so they can expand the Wizarding World. So, they're getting rid of unaffiliated dragons Got it. for more Harry Potter. And I feel like that's a moral dilemma that you have to reckon with. I mean, I think I think it kind of sucks that they would have to shut it down, but... Dragons are magic. If there's another dragon ride, that's better, because Portia said that one kind of sucks. So if it was better, then I wouldn't be mad. Well, we don't know. So there may be no dragons in this new Harry Potter ride, or there may be dragons, because they didn't really say much. They just said... I, You know, as long as there's dragons, I'd be, I'd be chill. But if... They re- get re- 
they replaced the dragon ride with a Harry Potter ride with no dragons, how would you feel? I'd be irritated. I'd be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you would be mad. <laughs> All right. Just check it in. I felt like that was a moral dilemma that we needed to figure out. That's real. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I more just dragons, you know. less less Potter. Mm, or just like equal amounts, you know, at least. Equal representation. dragons that, that, I don't know. Maybe there could be like, well, no. I don't know. Well, the dragon well Portia, you, like, it seems, like has gone and then you to. Can, like, fly on it or something. Portia, it seems, has gone to the um, ride and, he, and she says that. Um, oh, no, 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 she's talking about the hippogriff thing. Well, they don't, this is the first time they're having like a roller coaster Harry Potter ride because the other ones are like not technically roller coasters. They're kind of, they're kind of like, you know, when we went to California Adventure and it was like you've, the flight thing, simulator thing, or, um, like Captain EO, like they're like those kinds of things. So they're not technically, or they're not at all roller coasters. They are rides or attractions, but they're not roller coasters. And this will be the first mm-hmm. Harry Potter roller coaster. There's been some like rumors that maybe it's the Shrieking Shack. Maybe it's um, the Try With It Tournament or just the Forbidden Forest. And you go around and like see things in the Forbidden Forest. So, oh, Portia corrected me. The one in Gringotts is an indoor roller coaster. I got to get my butt to the Wizarding World. But it's in Florida. Dilemma. There's one in LA, though. Well, I don't know if it has the same stuff. So never mind. And final piece of Wizard Team news. It's our 100th episode, y'all. Yay. Yay. Party We time. in here. <laughs> We've been here. <laughs> we're, we're collecting senior citizen checks now. <laughs> it's been around well, I mean, so long that was maybe like 40 episodes 40 ago episodes. but yeah still <laughs> but now we're like I don't know I feel like when it, it used to be like a big deal when TV shows hit their 100th episode um, so and we're like weekly episodic so we did it I would like to thank the Academy I want to thank Bayana for coming along with me on this journey I want to thank JK Rowling for writing these books and I would like to thank Connie Constance Gibbs for expanding the fillings bench and making it more comfortable and adding some cushions and making it a filling sectional. All of those things. Without, without all those things, I'd like to thank our Patroni. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here right now. So thank you. And thanks to all our listeners for sticking with us for this long, even though Robin shouted penis oh, on yes, the second him. episode. That's important. All Shout you out guys to listening y'all to us. For that, because you could have stopped at episode two, and you didn't. So that's awesome. You made it 98 more episodes with Yay, us. Yeah, we did it, guys. After Robin shouted penis. Oh. It's wonderful. Episode two, and you're still here. Take a look at your lives and your choices. <laughs> you're still friends with me. So I think we should take a moment of, not, not a moment of silence, but it'll sound like a moment of silence, but everyone, like, clap on three. One, two, three. All right. With it team birthdays? So next Sunday is Neville's birthday. And 
Next Monday is Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling's birthday. Since we're at the end of July, so it's like all the big ones at once. Um, so shout out to the boy who lived and the one who almost was the boy who, I don't know. I mean, they both lived. lived. They both the, lived. the chosen one and the one who was almost chose. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Prophecies and shit. Um, also, on Sunday, it was Daniel Radcliffe's birthday. Oh. The actor, the boy who portrayed the boy who lived. So, a lot of birthdays. Mm-hmm. Give it up for yourselves. And now let's get into this. Previously on Wizard Team. So, Harry is in the dark. No one's talking to him or telling him what's going on. He decides to go for a walk. Well, he tries to listen to the news, but then the Dursleys are like, why would you ever want to listen to the news? What kind of teenager does that? Get out of our house. So they walk around, um, or he walks around a little whinging, looking for stuff to do and for information. And then he finds Dudley and decides to taunt him. And then two Dementors turn up in the alley and attack them. Um, So Harry drives them off. And then Mrs. Fig shows up, and apparently she has been a part of the wizarding world this entire time. Gasp. Uh, yeah. So let's start with chapter two. Nearly Headless Nick still hasn't joined the hunt. That's, That's rude. True. That's true. He, we, yeah. Hopefully that will happen. Hopefully that yeah, will we're still soon. waiting. We're hearing, we're waiting on to hear back. What, said Harry blankly? He left, said Mrs. Fig, wringing her hands. Left to see someone about a batch of cauldrons that fell off the back of a broom. I told him I'd flay him alive if he went. And now look, Dementors, it's just lucky I put Mr. Tibbles on the case. But we haven't got time to stand around. Hurry now, we've got to get you back. Oh, the trouble this is going to cause. I will kill him. But, um... The revelation that this batty old cat-obsessed neighbor knew what Dementors were was almost as big of a shock to Harry as meeting two of them in the alleyway. You're, you're a witch? I'm a squib, as Mundungus knows full well. So how on earth am I supposed to help you fight off Dementors? He left you completely without cover, which I warned him. This, mo- this bloke, Mundungus, has been following me around Hang on. It was him. He disapparated from the front of my house. Yes, yes, yes. But luckily, I stationed Mr. Tibbles under a car just in case. And Mr. Tibbles came and warned me. But by the time I got to your house, you'd gone. And now, oh, what's Dumbledore going to say? You, she shocked at Dudley. Get your fat bottom off the ground quick. You know Dumbledore, said Harry blankly. So I just want to take a moment and say, oh, Where's my wand, Tom? Harry, I missed you. Welcome back. Well, I mean, I also think that, like, yes, but also, Mrs. Fig is kind of talking as if he would know all this information. You know what I mean? True. Like, there's literally no way he would know that you're a squib. There's no way he, he doesn't even know who Mundungus Fletcher is. He, you know what I mean? He doesn't realize he's being, like, just all these things, and she's just saying it, like, yeah, of course, duh. What do you mean? Or, like, talking as if, you know, somebody, like, just starts telling you about people you don't know. Using their first name or last stories and doesn't. Yeah, and you're like, I have no idea who that person is. Um, And this goes back to what I said last week about. Feels like a little bit. How Dumbledore Um, still could have. So I kind of get that Harry's. And also, I think that Harry has been waiting 
so long to, like, get a glimpse or, like, a hint of something going on in the wizarding world. And then it comes like this, and it's such a, like, big way um, that I think he's just a little whiplashed. Yeah. Um, And this goes kind of back to what we were saying last week when, um, like, Dumbledore could have given Harry some sort of warning and, and understanding, like, there will be people on looking out for you. Don't worry about it. You won't see them because we don't want to draw attention to the fact that they're there. But, you know, there will be people there. Um, you'll be safe. Like, giving him some sort of, like, understanding that, like, he isn't actually left alone, even if he doesn't have the opportunity to see or talk to anyone from the Wizarding World. Like, just having that knowledge that there are people around. You know, it's kind of like the Secret Service. There to be, like... You know, you know they're there. You know they're there, but they're not like making themselves. Um, they're like in the background, not making themselves like a part of what's going on, or like they're supposed to kind of disappear into the background. But at least knowing they're there gives you that sense of like security mm-hmm. and safety, and more importantly to Harry, like not. It would take away that feeling of abandonment. Um. Portia, right. who is never right, but never wrong, um, said that Mundungus is lucky that Miss Fig is in a Bolton. And True. She did yep. say she would flay him, and I was like, oh, too soon. True. But everyone also, is lucky that someone is not are. a Bolton. Why? I mean... I guess I feel like post Game of Thrones, we, you know, people are like, you, you, like, I'll kill you. And it's like, you can say that, but you, you can't say that at like an airport or you can't say that to like the president, even though it's just kind of a figure of speech. After Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones, you can't say, I'll flay you. It's no longer just a figure of speech. No. No. (laughs) It's just, it's not good. It does not work. Um, so, um, get up, you useless lump, get up. But Dudley either could not or would not move. He was still on the ground, trembling and ashen face, his mouth shut very tight. I'll do it. Harry took hold of Dudley's arm and heaved. With an enormous effort, he managed to hoist Dudley to his feet. Dudley seemed to be on the point of fainting. His small eyes were rolling in their sockets and sweat was beating his face. The moment Harry let go of him, he swayed dangerously. Hurry up, said Mrs. Fig hysterically. Harry pulled one of Dudley's massive arms around his shoulders and dragged him toward the road, sagging slightly under the weight. Miss Fig tottered along in front of them, peering anxiously around the corner. Keep your wand out. Never mind the statute of secrecy now. There's going to be hell to pay anyway. We might as well be hanged for a dragon as an egg. What? We might as well be hanged for a dragon as an egg. I mean, I kind of love when we hear, like, wizarding turn of phrases, but that don't make no sense. Well, it's kind of well, like, like, um, there's a, there's a muggle equivalent of that saying that I can't think of right now, but it's like being punished for something before you actually do it, kind of, mm. I guess. Oh, okay, That's like. They're trying to say, I also am like. Curious about, curious about how Mrs. Fig kept from Harry that she was a witch with all these sayings. I mean, I guess probably like 
he wouldn't know at that point as a nine-year-old what the fuck she was talking about. Mm -hmm. But, like, all of these sayings and, like, idioms and all this kind of shit is all, like, very Wizarding World specific. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, how did you hide this from him for 11 years or 14 years? Yeah. It's kind of funny. I mean, she... Because she's just, like, rambling off all of this, like, wizarding shit. Yeah, I mean... For the first 11 years, though, she could have just said it. And he was like, this baddie old woman talking about dragons as eggs. You know what I mean? Like, because he had no context. Right. And then afterwards, we don't know, like, how often he um, had to stay with her. But we kind of do know that Harry, not being a Ravenclaw, probably didn't remember, you know, like, in one ear, out the other. Because he doesn't. He didn't really pay attention to Mrs. Fig like that. He was just like, she crazy old lady who loves cats, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Portia says, um, being hanged for a dragon as an egg, better to be in trouble for something big than a little spell. It's better to ask for forgiveness and permission. Um, and I think it's kind of like, also, what is that when it's like, You get in trouble for an egg. It could be a dragon or it could be a chicken egg. But, you know, either way, you're in trouble. Um, Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. Like, you're already in trouble. So who cares what the scope is? Um, What is that? In for a penny, in for a pound. I think that's the the saying I'm thinking of. Where it's Mm -hmm. like. You're already in. You might as well go full full, full hog. I like using sayings to try to d- right. explain sayings. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think, sorry, real I quick. Think, I, I, I think, I don't know. It sounds like, she said there's well, yeah, because she said there's going to be hell to pay anyway. Like, she's like, there, it's there's already, already it's already bad. Already. You know what I mean? Like, we're already going to, we're already in trouble. So we might as well just be safe. Keep your wand out. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, talk okay. Uh, talk about the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery. This was exactly what Dumbledore was afraid of. What's that at the end of the street? Oh, it's just Mr. Prentice. Don't put your wand away, boy. Don't I keep telling you I'm no use? Um, but it wasn't easy to hold a wand steady and carry Dudley along at the same time. Um, why didn't you tell me you were a squib? Harry asked. All those times I came around your house, why didn't you say anything? Dumbledore's orders. I was told to keep an eye on you, but not to say anything. You were too young. I'm sorry I gave you such a miserable time, but the Dursleys would never have let you come if they thought you enjoyed it. Um, which I think makes very little sense. Right. Because you can easily, like, have a, you know what I mean, like, take care of a child and make sure they're in a safe place and then make sure the people who don't know, um... Like, like they, you could have made, made Harry, but like, yeah, don't tell him I treat you right. You know what right. I mean? We talked about which this, is still fucked up that that would be an issue in the first place. But like, but like you don't have to then treat him terribly, so that he'll keep coming to your house. Yeah, you know I think I mean? we talked about. I vaguely remember talking about this in the first book because we were saying like, in general, because of how the Dursleys treat Harry, he's very good at compartmentalizing and keeping things from them already. Like, so being able to just like treat him normally but also be like all right make sure you don't don't let them know how much fun you're having or you know what I mean like they could have been in that together and Harry would have 
definitely been up for the challenge. I don't know if it's that Miss Fig didn't realize how good Harry had gotten um, at withstanding the Dursleys' abuse. So she just kind of mm-hmm. mis- or underestimated him. Um, but I still think, like, you, you don't have to treat him miserably so that they keep coming, you know, like... It also feels like something that, like, Dumbledore would say, like, if you need a, like, I've placed Mrs. Fig here to be, a, you know, a babysitter, you know, or whatever. So it's like, she won't tell anyone about all the weird stuff that the baby does when he's younger. You know what I mean? Like, she's a, an ally. Um, but then there's also the fear that had they known that she was in league with Dumbledore because they're trying to stomp out all this nonsense, they would keep mm-hmm. him from her. So I guess it goes, like, two different ways. I don't know. But I agree. Like, that's not Harry's problem. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it, just, it just seems kind of, like, fucked up a little bit. Like, she had to contribute to his, like, horrible childhood so that he could, she could, like, make sure he was cool. Yeah. I don't know. It seems a little backwards, I feel like. Uh, um... Portia says, um, "How young was Harry when he first watched? When he was first watched by Mrs. Fig, um, he might have had a harder time faking unhappiness. Like the younger he was." Um, and then Ariana, our newest Patronus, says that Mrs. Fig probably thinks that all Muggle parents treat their children that way, which is possible. Yeah. But it's also funny because Mrs. Fig, as a squib, like unlike um, Filch, is living amongst Muggles. Um, and yeah, she's like an old cat lady and kind of a shut-in, but you would think that she would have a bit more nuanced view of muggles because she did decide to live with them as opposed to Filch, who stayed in the wizarding world. I, I feel like we need to have like a special episode about squibs and um, muggle-borns and just like what that is like. Because I have feelings and questions. Questions and feelings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's real. We can do that. Um, it wasn't easy, you know. But oh my word, when Dumbledore hears about this, um, how could Mundungus have left? He was supposed to be on duty until midnight. Where is he? How am I going to tell Dumbledore what's happened? I can't apparate. I've got an owl. You can borrow her. Harry groaned. Harry, you don't understand. Harry, you don't understand. Dumbledore will need to act as quickly as possible. The Ministry have their own ways of detecting underage magic. They'll already know. You mark my words. But I was getting rid of Dementors. I had to use magic. They're going to be worried about Dementors. They're going to be more more worried about what Dementors were doing floating around Wisteria Walk, surely. Um, oh, my dear, I wish it was so, but I'm afraid. Mundungus Fletcher, I am going to kill you. Um, so, one, Harry really doesn't know what's going on at all. Yeah. And, like... Didn't take that hint from how Fudge was talking. But, you know. He's going to learn. He's, he's going to learn in about two pages. <laughs> also, also, Mrs. Fig is so irritated. Mrs. Fig is so she's irritated. So she's so aggravated. Just in the, like, middle, of, just in the middle of, like, sentences, she just starts screaming about Mundungus and how she's going to kill him. It's kind of funny. Right, but it's also one of those things where, like, if I was Mrs. Fig, I would, like, 
I can't even do nothing. <laughs> like, not only did you just leave Harry, but like you just left me. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and this is like the mm-hmm. thing about Dung is like, how did he get in this position? Like, he is not trustworthy and he doesn't care. And there couldn't, there was no one else. Like, Remus ain't got no job. Why can't this be Remus's job? Right. I mean, I guess they, like, I think they go on, like... It's infuriating to me. Like, they rotate or whatever. But can't they rotate without um, Mundungus? Like, why does he need to be in the rotation? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. There's no reason why he should, like, have him stick stick to talking to his friends and finding out the, like stuff like you know what i mean in the seedy underbelly of the wizarding world let him just find out things from there why is he out here watching harry potter it makes very little sense right he can like i feel like he's like the informant he lets you know what's going down on the streets or whatever but he is not the dude that is on the front you line. don't trust him with anything else oh. yeah it's a bad idea um um so there was a loud so crack and mung dungus appears Sup, Figgy, he said, um, staring from Fig to Harry and and Dudley. Um, What happened to staying undercover? I'll give you undercover, cried Mrs. Fig. Dementors, you useless, skiving sneak thief. Dementors? Dementors here? Yes, here, you worthless pile of bat droppings. Here. I just also want to point, like, want to just shout out her insults. I appreciate them, especially worthless pile of bat droppings. Because whip pile of bat droppings is useful. Um, the kind that you can maybe they use potion for potions or something. Yeah. So wow, he can't even be used for a potion. It's unfortunate for the him. The kind that you can like, what you know, like we were talking about, like uh, compost. Kind of can you can have bat uh, manure with. Especially useless. Yeah. <laughs> he can't even he can't even use his he can't even use him for compost. Right. That's cold. Um Dementors um, attacking the boy on your watch. Blimey, said Miss said Mundungus. Blimey I and you off buying stolen cauldrons. Didn't I tell you not to go? Didn't I? I well I it it was a very good business opportunity, see. Mrs. Fig raised the arm from which her string bag dangled and whacked Mundungus around the face and neck with it. Judging by the clanking noise it made, it was full of cat, soup, uh, cat food. Ouch, get off, get off, you mad old bat. Someone's got to tell Dumbledore. Yes, they have, yelled Mrs. Fig, and it had better be you, and you can tell him why you weren't there to help. Keep your hairnet on, said Mundungus. I'm, glo- I'm going, I'm going. Um, and so then he disapparates. Presumably, presumably to Dumbledore, although, I mean, I don't know. I might go on the run. Right. No, I'm saying, like, just head to Albania. <laughs> that's pretty going far to away. Albania, that's look like for the, you there, that's as the, we've already figured out. to destination for disgrace with witches and wizards. <laughs> yeah, no one will look for apparently you there, not. apparently. One-way trip to Albania. As Voldemort said, like, just lamented for, think- like... So, like an uh, entire chapter, no one's gonna look for you there. Dumbledore, Dumbles. Can I call you Dumbles? Um, so I had a exceptionally good business opportunity, um, and I know that you know you're worried that someone's gonna try to kill Harry Potter and all, and I know that Voldemort's back, but I mean, 
like the price of these cauldrons. You know what I'm saying? So what happened was, was that, you know, like I tried, I called, I called a couple people to see if they cover for me, but I was like, I'm only going to be gone a second. And then, um, a Dementor. Did I say a Dementor? What I meant was a, a two Dementors. Two Dementors showed up. But don't worry. Everything's fine. Um, Harry might be expelled from Hogwarts, but other than that, and oh, and his cousin might not have a soul anymore, but other than that, everything is copacetic. So I just want to let you know that. Um, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to go to Albania. Um, or Ireland. Don't look for me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. United, States. United States. You know what I mean? Maybe they got a witness protection program over at Makusa. And I mean, I don't know, man. It's bad for Mundungus. Um, Matthew lets us it. know um, from his AP. So. Matthew lets us know from his AP Euro history, uh, Wizards hang out in Albania because it's a feudal country that never went modern until after World War I. Um, but this is after World War I, so they are still modern, right? Um, and their king is still living in the exile in the UK, so it's kind of, um, you know, it's a place where you can kind of disappear. They don't have I'm sure they don't have, like, a withering extradition treaty. Oh, man, just head over to the forest. There are, you know, some some animals there who might help you out at this point. Maybe I hear the rats actually. are especially attentive. No, <laughs> yeah, they know what's going on. At least at the very least, they can let you know what's up. And then you can figure out where you're going to... All right, so um, um, I don't, I don't know. Hey. So I hope Dumbledore murders him," said Mrs. Fig furiously. "Now, come on, Harry, what are you waiting for?" Um, so Mrs. Fig takes Harry and Dudley to the door, um, and she's just like, you know, rambling on. Dumbledore said we were to keep you from doing magic at all costs. It's no good crying over spilled potion. The cat's among the pixies now. Like she's all the sayings, all of them. Um, so Harry, uh, Harry panted, Dumbledore has been having me followed. Of course he has. You don't, you, did you expect him to let you wander around on your own after what happened in June? Good Lord, boy. They told me you were intelligent. Who told you that? (laughs) That you have faulty information. I was totally expecting the other Bionic answer of like, but how would he know that? Instead, you're like, who told you he was smart? But, But like, but also, but sure. How would he know? But also like who told him he was intelligent? It wasn't Barty Crouch Jr., I know Dumbledore that. Dumbledore probably said it. No, he's not one of the day. You know Dumbledore's a Harry Potter fan. Like, both Fig and Barty Crouch Jr. are like, who, why are people, why do people keep telling me this about this boy? Because every time I interact with him, this is not the, the evidence that I'm getting. I don't know. Ariana wants you to know in regards to Mundungus, sometimes you got to go with the applicants that show up for the interview. But I still feel like they're, they, had, they had to have other, other candidates. Anybody. Somebody. Um, and Matthew, 
I mean, even Sirius. Like, I get that Sirius is on the run, but he's done pretty well right? for, for himself. Like, have, like, the dog, like, have Snuffles slide by a couple times. Maybe, you know, Harry could even have a friend, a friend. to talk to every once in a while. Oh, I my mean, God. I just had this headcanon of Harry, like, going into his room and Snuffles being there and, like, sleeping at the foot of his bed and then, like, leaving out the window early in the morning before the Dursleys found out that there was a dog there. Thanks, Robin. I'm going to direct you to Connie. It's just... And her feelings so for nice. Made out of blankets and pillows. You can go ahead and take your time over there and just, you know... He would have had about his godfather. what you've done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Mrs. Fig tells him to get inside and stay there. Um, what are you going to do? Ask Harry. I'm going home. I'll need to wait for more instructions. Just stay in the house. Hang on. Don't go yet. I want to know. But Mrs. Fig had already set off to a trot um, and was on her way back to the house. She was she was like, I'm, I'm leaving at right. this point. Got a blast. But also, there's like dementors That's on the loose. She's like, she I got like, why are we out? I'm not, I'm out here. I'm, I'm gone. I can't see them like yeah. you can see them. Nope. But I know they're here. Exactly. Exactly. Well, can Squibs? No, Squibs can see Dementors. She said that she couldn't see them. They just can't do nothing about it. No, they can't. She can. They just can't do it. She can't fight them. She can't fight them. Oh, okay. Because that's a question that was asked in the hearing. Is if Squibs can see Dementors. But if she's a Squib, then she doesn't have magic. Or maybe she just doesn't have enough magic. Because she's part of the Wizarding World, I think. She, yeah. she has enough magic to see the Dementors, but not enough to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Which is fucked up. Um, um, okay, so... Okay, so um, Harry turns and goes... Makes his way up to number four. To number four. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Um, he, they knock on the door. Oh, uh-huh. Sorry. I also just thought, how crappy is it that Mrs. Fig left him to face the Dursleys alone? Oh. Like, you couldn't even come in and, like, be backup to explain what happened to Dudley? No. Nah, she had no. to go. She dipped. She had to be out. Rude. I wonder if her house has protective spells <laughs> on it. I mean, I feel like it would have right. to if you're working for the Order. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so Aunt Petunia opens the door. Um, Diddy, about time too, Diddy. Ha ha ha. Now I'm uh, seeing Dudley like with a a kangle talking about can't stop. Amani, make it happen. Makes me feel a little less tired. Yeah. God, actually, that shot that looks horrible. What have we done? What have I done? I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining now. I know. Doing a little harm shake. Oh, God. Sorry, that's my diddy dance. It was a bad idea, but now it's in my head, so it's fine. Um, um, I mean, and he's a... Never mind. I was going to say he's a bad boy, too. You know? He's a bad boy in bad boy? He's not going nowhere. He can't be stopped. I love it. All right. I'm going to move on. Um... Diddy, what's the Harry matter? Harry looked sideways at Dudley. Dudley swayed for a moment on the spot, his face pale green. 
Then he opened his mouth at last and vomited all over the doormat. Um, shout out to Harry for ducking out. He has good reflexes. I'm not trying to get thrown up right. on either. Like, um, no. Um, Diddy, what's the matter with you? Diddy, what's Vernon? the matter with you? Vernon? Vernon. Vernon. Um, so uh, Vernon comes running in. He's ill, Vernon. Was it? What is it, son? What happened? Did Mrs. Polkis give you something foreign for tea? Which is so funny that they really think he went to tea. Like, they still are. They're so stupid about him. It's weird. Yeah. Um. Why are you all covered in dirt, darling? Have you been lying on the ground? Hang on. You haven't been mugged, have you, son? Aunt Petunia screamed. Phone the police, Vernon. Phone the police. Diddy, darling. Speak to mummy. What did they do to you? In all the kerfluffle. I love that word. Um, Nobody seemed to have noticed Harry, which suited him perfectly. He managed to slip inside just before Uncle Vernon slammed the door. And while the Dursleys were making their way to the kitchen, Harry moved quietly toward the stairs. Who did it, son? Give us names. We'll get them. Don't worry. He's trying to say something, Vernon. What is it, Diddy? Tell Mummy. Uh, Harry's foot was on the bottommost stair when Dudley found his voice. Him. Harry froze, foot on the stair, face screwed up, braced for the explosion. Boy, Boy come boy. here. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I don't know. I think, we're, I mean, we're about to see kind of the way that, like, everything Dudley says, everything Dudley says is believed, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, like, just immediately, as soon as he says him, they're like, oh, okay, so now we're about to figure it out. Also, though, if... Harry had done that. If wouldn't he then have wouldn't no he problem? then have no problem cursing them? Right. Like if he's already gone that far, what's to stop him from cursing all y'all? But that's the the thing about how they're just so stupid. Like just willfully ignorant, especially when it comes to Harry and Dudley. Yeah. Um I don't know. Whatever. Um so Harry goes into the kitchen. What have you done to my son? Vernon says, Nothing, said Harry, knowing perfectly well that Uncle Vernon wouldn't believe him. What did he do to you, Diddy? What he keeps she keeps calling him Diddy and it's really great. And I like I guess Dudley doesn't speak very much in this in this chapter because I just kind of want it to be like Dudley randomly talking about bad boy can't stop won't stop the whole time yeah, won't stop. <laughs> but it's fine we'll just we'll just move on without it it was just missed opportunities is all um it, it, was, it, was it was it you know what darling darling did he use his thing which sounds really not like a wand yeah, that's not the the best use of that vocabulary at all. I also love that Portia just went on Wikipedia to double check when P Diddy became P Diddy, um, because Dudley was Diddy before Diddy was Diddy. Always the researcher, Portia. Well, it's, always it's, the when researcher. P, it's when P. Diddy changed his name it's to Diddy. Like Diddy. It's more like when P. Diddy dropped the P. 
Oh. He's had lots of name changes because he was like Puff Daddy and then P Diddy and then just Diddy. What is he now? Puff? You said what? Sean Cole. I think now he's still Diddy. Or like people call him Puff. Still Diddy? But like, I think he's still Diddy. I think he's still Diddy. As far as I know. As far as I remember. All right. But I also haven't kept up. Um. So. So. There were like, when we were watching Goblet of Fire, there were a couple of times and I was like, things you shouldn't say. I remember when like Voldemort was like, I can touch you now. Like things a 70 year old shouldn't say to a 14 year old. And then um, Barty Crouch Jr. Mm -hmm. was like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. And I was like, that's another thing you shouldn't say to a child. And then I'm going to add this one to the list. Um, Was it, was it his, you know what, Dudley? Did he use his thing? Um, let's not say that. Let's not, that's not the yeah. right. Let's, let's, let's use some different vocabulary. Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad phrasing. Bad phrasing. Yeah. Just say wand. It's really not that hard to right. say wand. Magic. Like, could he use magic? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, um, Okay, I didn't hear... Oh, well, Dudley nods. I didn't, Harry said. I didn't do anything to him. It wasn't me. It was. But at the precise moment, a screech owl swooped in through the kitchen window, narrowly missing the top of Uncle Vernon's head, soaring across the kitchen and um, landing... And dropping... Ooh, sorry. Hiccups. Dropping a large parchment envelope um, at Harry's feet before leaving. Owls bellowed Uncle Vernon... Slamming the kitchen window shut. Owls again. I will not have any more owls in my house. Or what, though? Like, right. Like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> literally nothing. Also, remember you saying a couple of, I don't know, whenever ago, like, how much crazier and, like, more sus- suspicious they make themselves. And, like, just thinking about at least from the studio tour and um, how close the houses were. Cause they're kind of like duplexes, you know? And so like the houses are right next to each other on Privet drive. Like their neighbors being like, um, is he screaming about owls? What's going on over here? What's going on in number four? Like, why is he always screaming? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like they just do, like, a, they terrible just do a terrible job of, Making themselves not like of making themselves not seem of making themselves seem normal. Right. Basically, right. they're just not good at it at yeah. all. Uh, um, so so Harry rips, rips open the envelope, which is not a howler. Just want to point that not out. Not a howler. That's what it's not. Not a howler. Um, Dear Mr. Potter, we have received intelligence that you performed the Patronus charm at 23 minutes past nine this evening in a Muggle-inhabited area and in the presence of a Muggle. Um, Really quickly, how do they know these these specifics, but they didn't know that time when Dobby did the magic that it wasn't Harry who did the magic? All of a sudden. Or like, how do you know exactly what time it happened and where it was and who was there, but you don't know that there were Dementors? I'm thinking it's because... Like, I'm just trying to figure out how this works. I'm thinking it's because someone was whispering in, um, without a Hopkirk's ear... I got sources telling me that Harry Potter was doing magic. 
I don't know. It just seems faulty. Doesn't doesn't make a lot. You of didn't sense. hear this from me, but but. Like, part of me wants to think, like, suspicious. it's Fudge, you know, being, um, like yeah, like, suspicious and stuff, like you're saying. But also, part of me also thinks that this is just how they, I mean, clearly, like, we'll read the rest of it, and it's not totally, this is not totally standard procedure, but I totally buy on a regular day with any regular person that they only know, they know all the specifics of when it happened and who was there, but they don't know, like, who actually cast the magic and why they can't like they don't know those things right um i totally get that that's that incompetence from the ministry i still don't i I don't think that they know those Um, things now i think umbridge was like i have you know take my word for it and she was using kind of her pool and just like anytime like there's a um you know like the government they go like one too far you know they they like try to like when you're lying or whatever, and you, you use too much detail, and you're like, "Well, how did you know that? You didn't know that before." You know what I mean? Like trying to prove it too much. Yeah. And that's why they have like all of this extra stuff that they shouldn't know because they are actually got people watching them, and they and and Dolores is the one that made it happen. Right. Um. So then it says, um, the severity of this breach of the decree for the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery has resulted in your expulsion from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Ministry representatives will be calling at your place of residence shortly to destroy your wand. As you have already received an official warning for a previous offense under Section 13 of the International Confederations of Wizards Statute of Secrecy, we regret to inform you that your presence is required at at a disciplinary hearing at the Ministry of Magic at 9 a.m. on August 12th. Hoping you are well, yours sincerely, Mafalda Hopkirk, Improper Use of Magic Office, Ministry of Magic. So, um, one, this is just for a Patronus, right? So, like, it's not for, um, it's not like you perform the Cruciatus Curse in the presence. You just performed a Patronus. That shit don't work unless you got a Dementor around. Like, it just canters around all, like, innocently you know what i mean um and i get because it's magic it's important that they don't show muggles that they can do magic but um still it seems a little extreme who used wait are you just uh, saying the, the other thing is that, like an example because i'm like when, when did that happen you know what i'm, you know, saying, what I'm saying is that this reaction, this reaction of him using a patronus charm makes it seem like he, makes it seem like he did something that was actually going to harm yeah. someone okay yeah. Um, the other thing is that this is clearly not standard procedure, right? Because he did this and they're like, well, now you're expelled and we're going to destroy your wand, which is not how the wizarding world works. Just because you're expelled. Didn't Hagrid like, like, I know his wand got destroyed, but didn't he go through like a trial or something? Actually, I think this might be standard procedure. Like, I think this is just how it works. Not that that's it. Sh- it's but it seems, but it like, seems they like they would have a hearing, right? Like, so like they're they're like this happened. We're gonna expel you and destroy your wand, and then next month we'll have a hearing. Yeah, seems super backwards. And then it makes me think like, so what is this hearing actually for? Is it because um, they're gonna try to put him in Azkaban? 
Or like if they decide he didn't do it and his wand is destroyed, do they just say oops and then move on? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? That's interesting because like, what would the backlash be to put Harry Potter in Azkaban? Um, right, for using the right. Patronus charm at 15 years old. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that's and also, though... Or 14, because I don't think his birthday What is the, yet. like, state of the public... Um, you know, like, when Harry finally gets back to Hogwarts and gets into the Wizarding World, he realizes, like, how bad his perception has been. But, like, where is that right now that people would be like, oh, yeah, that crazy kid needs to go... You know what I mean? Like, is the backlash at, even at that level yet? Right? Because there's still a lot of people, mm-hmm. I think, that are, like, in the pro-Harry camp. Um, Seamus' mom aside. <laughs> so, it just seems like... Yeah, the, the reaction to... He uses the Patronus charm, which you could spin as like, oh, here's that kid like trying to get attention again or whatever. But I don't think you could spin it as he's a danger and needs to be in Azkaban. And would the public be willing to even hear that at this point? Yeah. Um, and then Portia said that maybe they're watching how he's sending and receiving messages. Um, so they could potentially think that the Patronus is him communicating with Dumbledore. Oh, um, but is that a crime? Which, you know, you know, could be the case as well. Um, yeah. I also want to point out that Mafalda Hopkirk, um, is also the woman who Hermione impersonates in death, in the Deathly Hollows. So that's that. There's that too. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um, um, cool. so says, Harry read the letter through twice. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You. Never mind. Go ahead. Um, so Harry read the letter through twice. He was only vaguely aware of Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia talking in the vicinity. Um, inside his head, all was icy and numb. One fact had penetrated his consciousness like a paralyzing dart. He was expelled from Hogwarts. It was all over. He was never going back. Um, he looked back up at the Dursleys. Uh, Harry's temp- temporarily stupefied brain seemed to, awa- to reawaken. Ministry representatives will be calling at your place of residence shortly to destroy your wand. There was only one thing for it. He would have to run now. Where was he going to go? Harry didn't know, but he was certain of one thing. At Hogwarts or outside it, he needed his wand. Um, so in a dreamlike state, he pulls his wand out and turns to leave the kitchen. Just like, that was smart, right? Because, and I think this is when we see, like, you know, we were just joking earlier about how Harry is not intelligent, but really he's much more about like in the moment, you know what I mean? He's really good at reaction, like his reactions and he has good instinct. 
Um, so they, he's like, they said they're gonna, he's gonna, they're gonna take my wand. That can't happen because otherwise, like, I'm dead because Voldemort's are out. So um, him. so him just like having that, um, yeah, just his like split second reactions and decisions are usually like right. Where do you think you're going? Yelled Uncle Vernon. When Harry didn't reply, he pounded across the kitchen and blocked the door. I haven't finished with you, boy. Get out of the way, said Harry. You're going to stay here and explain how my son, if you don't get out of the way, I'm going to jinx you. You can't pull that one on me, snarled Uncle Vernon. I know you're not allowed to use it outside of that madhouse you call a school. The madhouse has chucked me out, said Harry, so I can do whatever I like. You've got three seconds. One, two. A resounding crack filled the kitchen. Um, but Harry, and but Harry didn't do it. So for the second time, he was like, oh, okay, wasn't me. Um, a dazed and ruffled looking barn owl was sitting outside of the kitchen cell, having just collided with the closed window. That's Errol, right? It's gotta be. And I feel really bad about Errol. He has to have like a billion concussions. He's got a couple. <laughs> like, Errol is not yeah. doing well. He, they just need to stop sending him with letters. Right. Like send pig, send pig. He's super happy and like eager to to do that. Just leave Errol alone. Um. So Harry opened. He ignoring Uncle Vernon's yell of owls. Harry crossed the room at a run and wrenched the window open again. Harry got took the second message, and opened it. Um, Harry Dumbledore's just arrived at the ministry and his aunt is, uh, and he's trying to sort it all out. Do not leave your aunt and uncle's house. Do not do any more magic. Do not surrender your wand. Um, I love how they know him like so well. Right. And like these letters are coming, like the minute he's has a, he's making a decision. uh, Arthur's like, "Mm, nah, fam, don't do it. I already know you would. Don't do it. Uh, which is useful, even though it's frustrating at this point. Um, yeah, I think it's like Harry interesting how quickly the responses are coming um, from like Arthur and everything like that now when something terrible has happened um, to what he was going through earlier when he felt completely cut off and what that does to kind of his anger level like you you know like oh so now when I'm you know one I'm don't surrender my wand like how but don't leave the the Dursleys like how am I supposed to do like those things are all very like different like don't do any more magic don't leave your aunt's house and don't surrender your wand well if I'm not gonna surrender my wand I need to be doing magic to defend myself or leaving my aunt exactly. and uncle's house because they know where I'm at, you know? So it also, I think, makes more sense, too, to, like, add that it adds to his anger because it's, like, I haven't heard anything from none of y'all and then something terrible happens and I'm, you're just barking orders. I'm getting orders barked at me from, like, both sides and no one's telling me, mm-hmm. like, what's really going on here. Right, or even checking. Right, or even checking to see if he's okay. Yeah, that. Yes, this whole thing is just like, and I I get it, it, and I do get it, right? Because like Arthur probably found out what happened, 
and immediately sent that letter. So that letter was probably sent at the same time that the ministry letter was sent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like very near. Um, And so, I I mean, I get it. But also there's no like, hey, Harry, are you all right? Also, by the way, don't leave your house, fam. Um, So Harry's like kind of thinking through what's being said. Like how many, how much power did Dumbledore have to override the Ministry of Magic? Was there a chance he might be allowed to go back to Hogwarts? Um, a small shoot of hope burgeoned in his chest, almost immediately strangled by panic. How was he supposed to refuse to surrender his wand without doing magic? He'd have to duel with ministry representatives, and if he did that, he'd be lucky to escape Azkaban, let alone expulsion. Um, so he's trying to, he's like, do I run or do I stay like they're telling me? Um, and he knew that Mr. Weasley had his best interests at heart, and after all, Dumbledore had stored it out much worse than this before. Right, Harry said. I've changed my mind. I'm staying. Um, so even though he's like really frustrated and like angry, he also still trusts them. Um, and is like, well, if this is what they say is the best thing, then I should just stay, I guess. Yeah. So I've, um, so Portia says Dumbledore can anticipate Harry's recklessness when it comes to losing his magic, but not at any other time. Question mark. Um, and Ariana follows up with like, Harry Potter is like, what you're not going to do is tell me how to behave. And like all of that kind of sums up Harry and his recklessness and how he reacts to something like this happening. Um, but it's, it's sad to think that he's kind of battling both of the, like, I know that Dumbledore and I know that Arthur Weasley like care about me and they want what's best for me. And I should like I need to listen to them but um what they're saying doesn't make any sense <laughs> like mm-hmm. how is how are they like so then he he's really right now like more than ever um putting his faith in Dumbledore and at a time when he has like the least amount of reason to put his faith in Dumbledore right um uh okay so harry flung himself down at the kitchen table and faced uh dudley not petunia so uncle vernon's purple temple was throbbing worse than ever who are all these ruddy owls from he growled the first one was from the ministry of magic expelling me said harry the second one was from my friend ron's dad he works at the ministry ministry of magic bellowed uncle vernon okay so again like you were just saying right they're trying to seem normal, and this dude is shouting Ministry right. of Magic. So what is really going on here? <laughs> like, Sam, people can hear you. What? Um, people like you in government? Oh, this explains everything. Everything. No wonder the country's going to the dogs. Really? Because they got government, so now everything's terrible? Okay, Vernon. Whatever. Um, when Harry didn't respond, Uncle Vernon glared at him, then spat. And why have you been expelled? Because I did magic. Aha, roared Uncle Vernon. So you admit it. What did you do to Dudley? Nothing, said Harry. That wasn't me. Was murdered Dudley because, like, he's 11. Um, and Uncle Vernon and Opportunia instantly made flapping gesture- gestures at Harry to quiet him while they both bent low over Dudley. Go on, son. What did he do? Tell us, darling. Pointed his wand at me, Dudley mumbled. Yeah, I did, but I didn't use... Shut up, roared Uncle Vernon and Opportunia. Go on, son. 
All dark, Dudley said. Everything dark. And then I heard things inside my head. Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia exchanged looks of utter horror. It was their least favorite thing in the world, if their least favorite thing in the world was magic, closely followed by neighbors who cheated more than they did at the hosepipe band. People who heard voices were definitely in the bottom ten. They obviously thought Dudley was losing his mind. Um, They're just, you know, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that they're also, like, ableist and, yeah, it's consistent with their character. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, real quick. Portia asks, was Aunt Marge not recovered by ministry officials? Right. Right. Right? That's a question. Well, they said they wiped her memory. (laughs) So she may not have been able to tell them what happened. But. No, but he, but Vernon. Right. And also his, um, so letter he, to, from Hogwarts. No, I, I mean I guess that came from the, that came from Minerva Mc, or Professor McGonagall. It just seems like obviously they have a government. I mean, how else would they like do anything? But I don't know. Whatever. Um, what sort of things did you hear? Popkin re, uh, breathed Aunt Petunia, but Dudley seemed incapable of saying. Um, and despite the sense of numb dread that had settled on Harry since the arrival of the first owl, he felt a certain curiosity. Dementors caused a person to relive the worst moments of their life. What would spoiled, pampered, bullying, du- bullying Dudley have been forced to hear? Um, and, I mean, we heard a while ago um, that, or not heard, but, like, Joe kind of came out and said that Dudley, didn't he, like, see kind of how horrible he was in a way? So, like, rather than um, seeing it as, like, w- like seeing what he's doing in, like, a positive light and, like, that's just what I do, he saw, like, how terrible um, he's been to all these people and kind of, like, how that would manifest for his life leading on, like, in the future as well. Um, and if that's the case, can we get some Dementors to come say hi to Vernon just for a and little Petunia. bit? And Petunia. Just and Marge. <laughs> All of them. All of them. To be like, hey, how's it going? Whole clan. We just want to like show you how terrible you are for a little bit and then we'll leave. We don't have to take your soul. But let us tell you about, let us tell That's, you a little bit about like, yourself. There should just be a, there should just be a, like a contingent of Dementors who like just go to people, like terrible people's homes and show them how terrible they are. Just reform them. You know what I mean? And then leave. They don't have to like, no kisses or anything. Just like, Get a little close. Be like, you're just going to sit with me for a bit and think about your what you've done. And then we're, we'll leave. I think that's a, probably a, it's a good idea, possibly. Yeah. Um, so, the, uh, oh, how come you fell over, son, said Vernon, in an unnaturally quiet voice. The kind of voice he'd adopt at the bedside of a very ill person. Tripped, said Dudley shakily, and then he gestured at his massive chest. Harry understood. Dudley was remembering the clammy cold that filled the lungs as hope and happiness were sucked out of you. Horrible. Cold. Really cold. Okay, um, said Uncle Vernon. What happened then, Dudders? Felt, felt, felt as if, as if, as if you'd never be happy again, Harry supplied tonelessly. 
Um, so I feel like this is one of the first times where Harry and Dudley understand each other, even if they still don't totally. You know, like Harry knows what's going on with him, um, even though Dudley thinks that Harry did it. Um, and that's just like an interesting thing, considering how like separate and at odds they've been uh, this entire time, like their whole childhood, basically. Um, yes, Dudley whispered, still trembling. So, said Uncle Vernon, so you put some crackpot spell on my son so we'd hear voices and believe he was, was doomed to misery or something, did you? How many times did I have to tell you it's not me? Um, said Harry. It was a couple of Dementors. A couple of, what's this codswallop? Dementors, said Harry. Two of them. And what the ruddy hell are Dementors? They guard the wizard prison, the wizard prison, Azkaban, said Aunt Petunia. What? And then, boom, everyone's brain explodes because what? What did she just say? How, how, do, how, you know how do you know this? You said wizard, what, you said wizard and, Azkaban. and Azkaban in one sentence, Petunia. How do you feel about Matter that? Matter right of factly, right too. Like, not only not is it only amazing that she knows that. Like, yeah, like, not only is it amazing that she knows that, but also that she would say it. Like, goddamn. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Harry's like, you know, the, the blinking dude gif? That's Harry right now. Um. Um. So there were two seconds ringing silence. Followed these words, and then Aunt Petunia clapped her hand over her mouth as though she had let slip slip a disgusting swear word. Um, Uncle Vernon... uh, Uncle Vernon was googling, (laughs) goggling at her. Harry's brain reeled. Um, Mrs. Fig was one thing, but Aunt Petunia? How'd you know that, he asked her. Um, Petunia looked quite appalled appalled with herself. She glanced at Aunt Petunia in fearful apology, then lowered her hand slightly... I heard that awful boy telling her about them years ago. She said uh, jerkily. If you meet my mom and dad, um, why, don't my mom and dad why don't you use their names? Potter. Because Harry Potter, she doesn't mean your mom and dad. Or I mean, like, she means your mom, but not your dad. Or bum, 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 plot, right. plot twist. Um, also, um, Ariana says, uh, this is the one time Petunia and Vernon don't give deadly chocolate. Y'all had one job. Right. I feel like Harry could have said something. You know they got chocolate in the house. Like, just be like, hey, "Hey, you know what you should do to make Dudley feel better? Give him some chocolate. SMH. Um, so... Oh, so Petunia ignored him. Um, Harry was stunned, except for one outburst years ago, in the course of which Aunt Petunia had screamed that Harry's mother had been a freak. He had never heard her mention her sister. He was astounded, um, that she had remembered this scrap of information about the magical world for so long, when he usually, when she usually put all of her energies in pretending it didn't exist. Harry, uh, Vernon opened his mouth, closed it again, opened it once more, and then, for the third time, uh, croaked, so... 
So they, uh, they, uh, they actually exist, do they, uh, Dementi Whatsits? Aunt Petunia nodded. Uncle Vernon looked from Petunia to Dudley and to Harry as if hoping someone was going to shout April Fool. When no one did, he opened his mouth yet again, but was spared the struggle to find more words by the arrival of a third owl, um, of the evening, which zoomed through the still open window like a feathery cannonball and landed with a clatter on the kitchen table, causing all three of the Dursleys to jump with fright. Enough effing owls, muttered Uncle Vernon. Uh, but Harry opened it again, opened the, the new letter. Um, Dear Mr. Potter, further to our letter of approximately 22 minutes ago, the Ministry of Magic has revised its decision to destroy your wand forthwith. You may retain your wand until the disciplinary hearing on 12th August, at which time an official decision will be taken. Following discussions with the headmaster of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, the ministry has agreed, and mm, the ministry has agreed that the question of your expulsion will also be decided at that time. You should therefore consider yourself suspended from school pending further inquiries. With best wishes, yours sincerely, Mafalda Hopkirk. Um, I just love that she is always using the um she's always like i don't know she's always like hoping you're well best wishes which i know are like really um basic sign-offs for mail and like emails and letters and shit um but it also just feels especially like shady in a time when you're telling someone that they're expelled that you hope that they're well or that you're sending your best wishes. It just seems... I don't know. Insincere. I don't know. Insincere. <laughs> or something. Rude. But, is what it seems know, like. Just it seems rude. I don't want your best <laughs> like, wishes. This doesn't seem right. Oh. You don't really you don't, care, about my, you don't really care right. about my wishes. My best wishes would be for or you my, to not or expel my me. my well-being. Right? Right? Like, I don't know. Um, Harry read his letter, read the letter through three times in quick succession. The miserable knot in his chest loosened slightly at the thought that he was not definitely expelled. Those fears were by no means banished. Um, everything seemed to hang on this hearing on the 12th of August. Well, said Uncle Vernon, what now? Have they sentenced you to anything? Do your lot have a death penalty? Come on. A death penalty? Really? For a 14-year-old? What are you even... What? Like... What are you even thinking? What? Who are you as a person? You just... I need that Dementor to come, man. Where's the... Where's the Dementor Reformation Squad? I just... I need it. To show up. Dementor Reformation What is that? D-R-S? The D-R-S. Like, they need to show up real quick. Just be like, we heard you have a horrible person in your house. Let me tell them about themselves. We're here to help. Like, God. Um, I've got to go to a hearing, said Harry. And they'll send it to you there? I suppose so. I won't give up hope then, said Uncle Vernon nastily. Well, if that's all, said Harry, getting to his feet. Because clearly, don't nobody want to sit here and listen to your uncle telling you he hopes that you are killed by the government? What? That's That's your nephew. That's your family. And you're like, there's still hope. I won't give up hope that they kill you or sentence you to jail. This person. Like, um, Ariana says that she needs the fanfic that explained what crawled up Vernon's And Marge's. There's something up with What is with going the on in that household? 
What like, is going what on? What happened in Dursley's in, in Vernon's them. childhood? Vernon and Marge have some like a lot of anger they that they hold on to that I, that I just feel like makes very little sense. Like they just need like I don't know. And Matthew says it's racism. I don't know. And Matthew says it's racism, but I don't, it's not just that. They have some like really like deep sea. I'm sure they have some issues with their father or something. I don't know. It's like something extra. They're racist and classist and all that stuff, sure. But some of it is is like personal, right? You know, like I don't know. There's something deep and dark going on there that we just like. Do we really want to delve into that though? Like, do we really want to know? Because maybe not. Woo. Man. Um, know it ready well is not all Bella and Uncle Vernon. Sit back down. What now? Dudley roared Uncle Vernon. I want to know exactly what happened to my son. Fine, yelled Harry. Um, and in his temper, red and gold sparks shot out of his wand, still clutched in his hand. All three Dursleys flinched, looking terrified. Dudley and I were in the alleyway between Magnolia Crescent and Wisteria Walk. Dudley thought he'd be smart with me. I pulled out my wand, but didn't use it. Then two Dementors turned up. What are Dementoids? What do they do? So Vernon, like, refuses to get that name right. And it's not a difficult name. And, I mean, I don't really want to feel bad for the Dementors. But as a person whose name is not um, conventional in the United States, I understand that plight. And I'm here with them in solidarity because dementoids are right. not a thing like i don't know dementoids. put some respect on it uh, like, put some respect on like the deep dark creatures that pull out your deepest fears and like worst emotions and feelings <laughs> um what do they do i told you they suck all the happiness out of you said harry and if they get a chance they kiss you kiss you said uncle vernon his eyes popping slightly kiss you it's what they call it when they suck the soul out of your mouth aunt petunia uttered a soft scream his soul they didn't take he still got his um she seized dudley and shook him as though testing to see if she could hear his soul rattling around inside him of course they didn't get his soul you'd know if they had fought him off didn't you son said uncle vernon loudly gave him the old one too did you um no vernon that's not a thing um, which is what Harry says. He says, you can't give a Dementor the old one-two. Why is he all right then? Why isn't he all empty then? Because I use the Patronus. Whoosh, with the clattering, a whirring of wings, and a soft fall of dust, dust, a fourth owl came shooting out of the kitchen fireplace. For God's sake, I will not have owls here. I will not tolerate this, I tell you. Well, this is the third, fourth time you said this, and they still come in, so... I guess you will tolerate this. Looks like yep. you're fine. Looks like you're going to have to just deal. Yep. Um, so Harry was already pulling a roll of parchment from the owl's leg. He was so convinced that this letter had to be from Dumbledore, explaining everything. The Dementors, Mrs. Fig, what the ministry was up to, how he, Dumbledore, intended to sort everything out. That for the first time in his life, he was disappointed to see Sirius's handwriting. Um, so... So that is a reason, and I'm sure 
He knows this already, but this is a reason for Amani to bench Dumbledore. For sure. Because that should be one of the letters that was sent within this is like, is Dumbledore explaining what's right. going on? But he does not do that. Um, <clears throat> so Harry reads Sirius's message. Arthur's just told us what happened. Don't leave the house again, whatever you do. Harry found this such an inadequate response to everything that had happened tonight that he turned the piece of parchment over, looking for the rest of the letter, but there was nobody, there was nothing there. And now his temper was rising again. Wasn't anybody going to say well done for fighting off two Dementors single-handedly? Both Mr. Weasley and Sirius were acting as though he'd misbehaved and they were saving their tellings off until they could ascertain how much damage had been done. A peck, I mean, a pack of owls shooting in and out of my house. I won't have it, boy, I won't. I can't stop the owls coming, Harry snapped, crushing Sirius's letter in his fist. I want the truth about what happened tonight. If it was Demenders who hurt Dudley, how come you've been expelled? You didn't, you know what, you've admitted it. Um, Harry took a deep and steadying breath. His head was beginning to ache again. He wanted more than anything to get out of the kitchen, away from the Dursleys. I did the Patronus charm to get rid of the Dementors. It's the only thing that works against them. But what were Dementoids doing in Little Whinging? Couldn't tell you. No idea. It's you, Uncle Vernon said forcefully. It's got something to do with you, boy. I know it. Why would they turn up here? Why else would they be down that alleyway? You've got to be the only... He uh, he couldn't bring himself to say the word wizard. The only you-know-what for Miles. I don't know why they were here. Um, but at those words, Harry starts trying to figure it out as well. He's like, what had, why were the mentors there? How could it be a coincidence they had arrived in the same alleyway that Harry was? Have they, be, had they be been sent? Um, had the Ministry of Magic lost control? Uh, had they deserted Azkaban and joined Voldemort as Dumbledore had predicted? Um, so, like, again, these, all, this, all this going back and forth definitely could have um, just gotten a letter by Dumbledore right. and then... At least some of it would have been explained. And, like, the, the other thing that is, like, really frustrating like, about this, too, is that you know when you don't have all of the information, like, this is just, like, everyone, right? Your brain jumps to the worst possible conclusion, right? And so mm-hmm. whatever Dumbledore is thinking is about keeping his distance from Harry and all this other stuff, like, if you do want him to be safe and not leave the Dursleys and you know, like keep his head down or whatever they're telling him, like give him some information so he's not jumping to the worst conclusion as anyone would do when they Mm -hmm. don't know exactly what's going on. Exactly. Um, mm, okay. Um, these, these dememberers, Lord. These dememberers guard some weirdos' <laughs> prison, said Uncle Vernon. Yes, said Harry. Aho, they were coming to arrest you. That's it, isn't it, boy? You're on the run from the law. Of course I'm not, said Harry. Fam, like, why? how would he be on the, if he was on the run, why would he then go to the place He would go home, he, he goes to his childhood home, he's on the run, and hangs out there, trying to listen to the news. Really? Really? That seems... That's smart, apparently. But we all know Vernon's not a Ravenclaw. Like, Harry ain't no Ravenclaw, but he ain't... Um, He ain't whatever that is. (laughs) uh, Yeah. He ain't Um, no crab and goil. I don't know what that is. Um, The... (laughs) 
Um, then why he must have sent them, said Harry, quietly more to himself than to Uncle Vernon. What's that? Who must have sent him? Lord Voldemort. He registered how he registered dimly how strange it was that the Dursleys, who flinched, winced, and squawked if they heard words like wizard, magic, or wand, could hear the name of the most evil wizard of all time without the slightest tremor. Lord, hang on, said Uncle Vernon. I've heard that name. That was the one who murdered my parents, yes, said Harry. But he's gone. That giant bloke said so. He's gone. So hey, Hagrid. So you remember that Hagrid said he was gone, but that he remember after that he said Codswallop, in my opinion. Didn't didn't, didn't hear all that. That's fine. It's um, cool. Um he's back, said Harry heavily. It was it felt very strange to be standing there in Aunt Petunia's surgically clean kitchen, um, talking calmly of Lord Voldemort and uh, to Uncle Vernon. The arrival of the Dementors in Little Whinging seemed to have caused a breach in the great invisible wall that divided the relentlessly non-magical world of Privet Drive and the world beyond. Harry's two lives had somehow become fused and everything had been turning upside down. The Dursleys were asking for details about the magical world and Mrs. Fig knew Albus Dumbledore. Dementors were soaring around Little Whinging and he may never go back to Hogwarts. Harry's head throbbed more painfully. Back, whispered Aunt Petunia. She was looking at Harry as she had never looked at him before. All of a sudden, for the first time in his life, Harry fully appreciated that Aunt Petunia was his mother's sister. Um, He could not have said why it hit him so very powerfully at this moment. All he knew was that he was not the only person in this room who had an inkling of what Lord Voldemort's being back might mean. Aunt Petunia had never in her life looked like that before. Um, Her eyes were wide and fearful. The furious pretense that Aunt Petunia had maintained all of Harry's life, that there was no magic and no other world than the world she inhabited with Uncle Vernon, seemed to have fallen away. Um, So again, like, we get to see, like, more... I guess, like, a more deeper version of Aunt Petunia and, like, kind of... I don't know, she's becoming more three-dimensional than Vernon for that matter but like but just in general like you kind of as he's appreciating that petunia grew up with a witch in her house like so are we i think um and we don't ever really get to see much of how petunia felt once lily died and when she found that out but she still know you know what i mean like she still knows that that's what's hap- what happened and who killed her and all those kind of things um and so that has to affect her in some way yeah, I think uh, I didn't catch all of that, but I think that this just makes me realize, like, as much as Petunia's buried some of this stuff, like the feelings for her sister are still there. But then it makes me also just as angry because, like, she in like the next sentence, like, still doesn't do what she needs to do to protect her last remaining remnant of her family, you know, and it's like, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's like the amount of denial that she's like, will like put herself in or all these walls that she's built up or what that won't let her just accept. Like this is the world that she lives in now. You know what I mean? Like, this is it. Like there is magic. You're not magical, but like, you know, you're magic adjacent and this kid needs your help and this kid needs your protection. So it's like, it gives it does give her character some depth, but it still is like disappointing to see that 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 
emotion that she does have for her sister doesn't translate into like wanting to protect literally her last family member. Well, not her last family member, mm-hmm. but you know, her last link to her her sister and her her family instead of the one that she's like now made. Right. Right. Um. Uh, oh, yes," said Harry, talking to directly to Aunt Petunia. Now, he came back a month ago. I saw him. Her hands found Dudley's massive leather clad shoulders and clutched them. Um, so the, the other part of it is like remembering what happened to her sister, but also like feeling afraid for Dudley and um, and her family as well, which is understandable. Um, uh, okay, hang on, said Uncle Vernon. Hang on, this Lord Voldy thing's back, you say? Yes, the one who murdered your parents. Yes, and now he's sending dismembers after you? Looks like it. I see. Well, that settles it. You can get out of this house, boy. What? said Harry. You heard me. Out, he bellowed, and even Aunt Petunia and Dudley jumped. Out, out. I should have done it years ago. Owls treating this place, the place like a rest home. Puddings exploding. Half the lounge destroyed. Dudley's tail. Marge bobbing around on the ceiling. That flying Ford Anglia. Out, out, you've had it. Your history. You're not staying here if some loony's after you. You're not endangering my wife and son. You're not bringing trouble down on us if you're going the same way as your useless parents. I've had it. Out. Um, that's a lot of anger. I mean, we knew, but Vernon's holding on to a lot of that. He sounds a little... His blood pressure is high, too, actually. That's what's going on. Just need, you know, low sodium quite high if he would if he was around more if he was around more he would lose i think more than snape he's not around enough yeah it's it's pretty bad i don't i don't know what i mean again dementor reformation squad it's what it's what he needs um, Harry stood rooted to the spot. The letters from the ministry, Mr. Weasley and Sirius, were crushed in his left hand. Don't leave the house again, whatever you do. Do not leave your aunt and uncle's house. You heard me, said Uncle Vernon. Get going. You were all keen to leave half an hour ago. I'm right behind you. Get out and never darken our doorstep again. Why we even kept you in the first place, I don't know. Marge was right. It should have been the orphanage. We were too damn soft for our own good. Thought we could squash it out of you. Thought we could turn you normal. But you've been rotten from the beginning. And I've had enough. Owls. Um, Because the fifth owl zooms in. But really quickly. That's being soft. Like all the abuse you put him through. But because you didn't send him away. You were soft. I mean I didn't think that that was... I just, I just, I have receipts. Um, I could go grab them if, you know, if you want me to, Vernon. Of all the times when you were not soft on Harry. Even just last chapter, earlier in the day when you literally choked him. Wasn't even that long ago. That's soft though.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, so the fifth owl zoomed uh, down the chimney so fast it actually hit the floor before zooming into the air again with a loud screech. Harry re- raised his hand to seize the letter, which was a scarlet envelope, but it soared right over his head, flying directly at Aunt Petunia, who let him out, who let out a scream and ducked her arms over her face. The owl dropped the red envelope on her head, turned, and flew straight up the chimney again. Really quickly. So remember how I mentioned that the um, letter from the Ministry of Magic wasn't a howler? You know it was a howler, and you know what did exist was this one here that got sent to Aunt Petunia. Movies. Hmm. Interesting. So Harry darted forward to pick up the letter, but Aunt Petunia beat him to it. You can open it if you like, said Harry, but I'll hear what it says anyway. That's a howler. Let go of it, Petunia. Don't touch it. It could be dangerous. It's addressed to me, said Aunt Petunia. It's addressed to me, Vernon. Look, Mrs. Petunia Dursley, the kitchen, number four privet drive. She caught her breath horrified. The red envelope had begun to smoke. Open it, Harry urged. Get it over with. It'll happen anyway. No. Aunt Petunia's hand was trembling. She looked wildly around the kitchen as though looking for an escape route, but too late. The envelope burst into flames. Aunt Petunia screamed and dropped it. An awful voice filled the kitchen, echoing in the confined space, issuing from the burning letter on the table. Remember my last Petunia. Aunt Petunia looked as though she might faint. She sank into the chair beside beside Dudley, her face in her hands. The remains of the envelope um, smoldered into ash in silence. What is this, Uncle Vernon said. What? I don't. Petunia. Petunia said nothing. Uh, Petunia, dear. Petunia? She raised her head. She was still trembling. She swallowed. The boy, the boy will have to stay, Vernon, she said weakly. What? He stays. He, but Petunia, if we throw him out, the neighbors, the neighbors will talk. They'll ask awkward questions. They'll want to know where he's gone. We'll have to keep him. But Petunia, dear. Aunt Petunia ignored him. She turned to Harry. You're to stay in your room. You're not to leave the house. Now get to bed. Harry didn't move. Who was that howler from? Don't ask questions. Are you in touch with wizards? I told you to get to bed. What did it mean? Remember the last what? Go to bed. How come you heard your aunt? Now get to bed. Um. Um. So I have like two interesting so... things here. One is really silly, but like. How are they spying on them? Like, is Dumbledore writing Petunia, the kitchen, whatever, or does it change magically? He just wrote down Petunia Dursley, and then it changes to know where she is. Like, how does that magic work? Is there, like, a locator spell that they yeah. put on the envelope? Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, think that- I mean, I think that is more... I think that's a specific spell. I don't think it's... I don't think Dumbledore just knows where everyone is at any given time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I think that's just some, like, yeah. spell magic that they um, use. Um, which is kind of cool. Actually. Which is kind of cool, actually. I kind of want that kind of magic, but um, yeah, I think my main thing is we find out what that like Dumbledore's last was really the letter that he had with Harry, but then like that letter didn't say that she had to keep Harry, right? Like if she let Harry go, it wasn't gonna do something to her. So then that's what kind of complicates her character, right? Is that she still keeps him because she knows that if he leaves, he's going to die. Right. Um, 
I mean, I think the other thing, or like, the, or like the magic won't work anymore, that and so that decision. that requires a decision right. from her, right? And I think like the she other could change thing, at any moment, like she, but even with that howler, she still makes that decision. She justifies it to to Vernon with like the neighbors will talk. What will they think? Instead of like, if he doesn't stay, he will die, mm-hmm. which should just be enough, right? Like. I'm thinking yeah. of Hamilton. You don't want that yeah. young man's blood on your conscience. You know what I mean? Like, that should just... That's it, right? But um, she married a dude who... She justifies saving her nephew's life with the neighbors will talk if we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think, too, like, I, I really wish that there was more, like uncovering of the remember my last earlier in the book and like and they delve into it a little bit deeper and into petunia just a little bit more because it is so interesting and i do think like i like what we get of her and yeah it's not her story but i do think like i would be really interested um to know like if there were other times in which dumbledore had to like keep her in check or remind her of things um because you know we've talked about like who is again like the wizarding child protective services where they they don't exist you know what i mean but like at this point dumbledore feels the need to be like remember my last but there were not other points in which um he felt the same um so Asking about, like, Petunia and, or, like, that backstory and, like, who the Dursleys are and things, like, it's just really interesting because it's something that we won't really ever get a full-fledged response to, Um, but, you know, there's a lot there. Um, so Portia says, like, in the chat, she wishes Vernon would meet the boys he raised, not that, um, he would care that Dudley's a big bully, but, like, again, it's another, like, um, Vernon's willful blindness to who these people actually, or who these kids in his house actually are, um, and, the the willingness to kind of turn a blind eye to the things that um, Dudley has done in his life, but Harry is involved in this one thing that's not even Harry's fault. Like, he just happened... Like, it's not Harry's fault that Dementors were sent and he had to use a Patronus term, but, like, this is, like, in this one instance, um, he's kicking him out of the house. Um... And just, like, all the other instances, like, Dudley will do something, and he's, like, good old boy, and then Harry does something not even nearly as as bad, and he's getting, you know, threatened, getting choked, getting starved. So it is interesting that, you know, we did the whole Ron has never met his best friend thing, but Vernon has never met the kids in his house. Um, and on that note, MVPs... And Bench, who's your MVP be? Um, I made Harry my MVP. 
um, for mm-hmm. getting through all that shit and like not for like listening. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot happening. Like he had to recover from the shock of Dementors and from Mrs. Fig. And then he had to withstand Vernon and his shouting and explain what the mentors were to the Dursleys and like magic and all this shit. Um, and he didn't explode. <laughs> um, so shout out to him. He's my MVP for this. Yeah, I have to do the same. Um, I really wanted to kind of make Mrs. What about you? Fig my MVP for a second just because of like I'll flame Mundungus and all this stuff. But um Harry is taking in a lot of information and getting a lot of different things like thrown at him after feeling so isolated. Um, and he just, he does a really good job of, and I mean, it sounds weird, but of keeping his cool, <laughs> um, he does better than me in this situation and of like taking all of the information that like, and processing it very quickly. Um, so in the chat room, Matthew MVPs, Mrs. Fig, um, Ariana's MVP is Dumbledore and her and his Howler. Um, they're equal MVPs. They got to take it. Um, and Portia MVPs, the Owls for always being right where they need to be and always on time. Um, Amani, oh my God, oh, Amani drops into the chat room. He's been gone the whole episode, but he drops in to let you know that Dumbledore is his MVP for Remember My Last and forging the relationship wow. with Petunia, even though she was a muggle. Plot twist. Plot, Plot twist. twist. Who saw that coming? Not me. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Um, Toya made uh, Mrs. Fig her MVP right. as well. Sorry. Yeah, go up there. Um, so who did you bench? Um... Vernon. Yeah, I really wanted to bench Vernon, but then I had to go back and bench Dung because without his disappearing, none of this would have happened. And Vernon wouldn't have had the opportunity to to Dursley us to death. Um, Toya agrees with me and bitches Dung for being that shady friend. You still give too much responsibility to, even though you both know that he ain't qualified, which, yes. Hashtag true, Ariana. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it was, it was a, it was a close one though, for sure. So you said Mundungus. Um, let's see, uh, Matthew benches Petunia for not trying. Um. Oh, and he he changes his MVP to Serious Black for trying. And uh, Portia benched Vernon for wanting to get rid of his wife's only living relative and memory of her sister since he arrived and keeping her from loving Harry throughout his adolescence, which is a word. Um, Ariana benches Umbridge for all her evil schemes, not the Dursleys. Dursley's gonna Dursley, which is kind of my, yeah, you know what? Like, fair. I, I, I forgot again that, like, I'm saying without. Dung disapparating this wouldn't have happened, but without Umbridge, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have Dementors and Little Whinging. Like, what were you doing? What what <laughs> what were you thinking? True. Um, and Amani benches Vernon for Vernon ing. Vernon ing is now a verb. It's a thing you do. Or like 
Or that you don't do because you don't want to be a terrible person. Um, and we have a shade award. Um, Portia gives the shade award to Mrs. Fig for giving both Mundungus and Harry thorough reads. Um, I agree. Mrs. Fig showed up and the library was opened. <laughs> That's great. Um... Cool. So thank you for listening. Next week, we will discuss chapter three of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the advanced guard. So guess who's turning up in that episode? Guess who's probably going to get the MVP? Remus Lupin. Um, Make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, And if you want to join the conversations on Twitter, you can add us at WeBlackAndNerds and use the hashtag WizardTeam. And then, you know, then we can talk. Also join our Slack channel and we can talk about yes. it there as well. And um, just a final plug, we're going to Dublin in less than a month or in a month or a little over, I don't know, soon. We're going really soon. So make sure to check out um, blackgirlscreate.org slash donate and our merch and help us, you know, help us help you with all the cool content we're going to do at LeakyCon. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.